The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Okay. Oh, nice. Hey, like, there we are. Um, hey! I like this. It's dumping us right into me being in the middle these days. I think I figured that out. Um, hey. You're Chris, right? Of Jeff, Matt, and Chris, Chris. You're Chris. Okay, so I want to make sure I know that. He's the Chris. You're Jeffrey. Yeah, that's right. Jeff. You go by Jeff. That's right. Uh, yeah. I go by Matt. Or Maddie. Maddie, sometimes, sometimes if you're playing baseball, yeah, it's Maddie boy, you know. Yeah, uh, but I'll answer to anything really. I'm yeah. not, I don't discriminate. I'm in not times, proud. In times like these, gentlemen. Yeah. I think yeah. Weird. Oh, there we go. Uh, here we are. Um, so you were just about to tell us about this hat you have on that oh, I didn't know oh, about. Sleeping giants. Yeah. Uh, their whole gig is to. I think they're they're tackling something like making bigotry and sexism less profitable is their goal, uh, meaning right. they try to get the, primarily what they do is get advertisers to pull their spending from um, you know shit like Breitbart and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, they're very much just anti bullshit. It's a, it's a good day for that. It's been it's a, a day, day full of that kind of yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very timely. Uh, I, of course, Lynn, howdy. Yeah. uh, St. Louis Browns guys, uh, (laughs) baseball team uh, defunct since about 1937. So, you know, uh, maybe four or five living fans still walking among us. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's our role. Were they a major league team? They were. Mm -hmm. They were the American. They were not. I know what you're going to ask, Jeff, because of the name of the team. And that's racist. Oh, no, and, no. I, I just didn't know if they were turned into the Cleveland Browns. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, no. They, but that's different they sport. Were like, uh, <laughs> back when St. Louis was a big city, comparably yes. speaking, we had two teams here. We had an American League team, the Browns, yes. and a National yeah. League team, the Cardinals. Okay. Um, and uh, a little bit of my history with the Browns. So a long time ago, my maternal side of my family lived here. Uh, my grandmother lived in St. Louis, like over, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter, uh, Southside. So it's like, um, and they were the Browns. And so there was a period of my life where I would wear, in honor of both St. Louis and my maternal uh, side of my family, a St. Louis Browns t-shirt. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I used to think were they a Southside team? Were they from the Southside? No. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if it... If it works the way that like the Cubs and White Sox yeah. work right, in St. Right. Louis, well, where right. one's north, one's south, but uh, it's fun to pretend. Yeah, yeah. what the hell? Southside oh. Browns. But no, I'm saying I had Browns that lived in St. Louis and they lived on the south side. I don't know if the team lived on the south side. Or play, <laughs> oh, well being. Nice. Look at that. Like I'm having to help. So, yeah. Sorry, fellas. Um, 
it's okay. Yeah, Having cough. Mm. I was um, on your website yesterday, Jeff. I was checking out the well-being website, and uh, it's sharp. You've got the oh yeah the little yeah you got the sublink to the uh, seltzers, which uh, yeah it just yep, looks great, yep. looks fantastic. Oh, good. So good. I'm glad to hear Everyone, well, I appreciate that. Everyone, like everyone on our our side that sees it every day, thinks it's time for a refresh. And I don't, I don't know if it is or not, because then someone comes to it and they're like, oh, it was really easy to find and they could find everything and it seemed like it worked. And so I don't, I don't know. Think it you is. never know these good. things. Like yeah, it. I think you're good. Okay, good. Yeah, it's big and chunky. Thank you, professional like, marketing yeah, people. I like that it's a nice big chunky site with like big blocks of business going on. Um, yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> I like it. Old we're, we're, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, anyway. We're back. Yeah. Yes. A couple of things. Just off. Just housekeeping. Uh, one, as the mayor emeritus called out to me, and I noticed immediately upon listening to it after the show, my mic was not working. Well, it, it works. I just didn't have it uh, adjusted correctly. So I was recorded through my laptop speaker. Sounds a little shitty. Wouldn't be a podcast. Wouldn't be since right now if uh, there wasn't technical troubles at least once every 10 shows or more. Um, yeah. And then uh, the other technical issue or, or creative issue was uh, it's a collector's item cover because I, I I think it may be the first episode that has the wrong number on the cover. Oh, oh damn. Uh, 205 twice in a row. So this is actually 207. Last episode was 207. Wow. That's like that's like when you find a penny that has a, the, some date or a pimple on a nose or something, right? Just like yeah. when you find a penny. It's just the same as uh, it's kind of like when Billy Ripken posed for his baseball card with fuckface written on the bottom of his bat visible to everyone who bought that tops card that year. You know, it's going to be worth a lot someday. Yeah. So if you're collecting. True story. True story. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, That's totally But hey, we're fallible. We're humans. That's right. Boy, Boy, are we. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's, uh, it's a strange day, though. You got to admit, it is a strange, strange day. day to talk about anything. It is a right? strange yeah. day. Should it's, we just uh, wade into this a little bit because it's been such a strange day? So uh, you can't avoid it. Yeah, really. No, I, no. I was trying to figure out how we should approach it. And the, the more I think about this season and coming back, uh, I, I have a feeling. Certainly, so far, it's less going to be. Hey, let's we, we work it in there, but let's talk about sobriety and recovery things. But it's really. I feel like it's okay to lean into that thing that everything we do and say is about recovery because in sobriety because we're three dudes that are sober and in recovery or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's, yeah. A, it's about how we process uh, you know our lives. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. all good. Um, yeah, because I was trying to figure out if there was supposed to be an angle, but I, I don't think there needs to be. It's just a reality. It's life, surreal. Yeah. Surreality. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a word. That is certainly yeah. an apropos term at current. Uh, it's what fresh hell today, Jeff. What do you? Yeah. What are you feeling out there in the troposphere? Yeah, I, it's funny because I've tried to avoid. I mean, you, it's hard to avoid the story at all. Totally. So I've, I was just kind of catching up on uh, the riots, which I didn't really know about till tonight, and. The entire story from start to finish, and really just just mm-hmm. catching up on it, like okay, here's what happened. And I guess I sort of knew 
the the gist of it because it's not a surprise. You know what happened? Right. Cop kills. Cop just. And I, I I never watch those videos. Like I'm not a person that even watches these videos. I'm just like, uh, I don't think I can watch this. So I never yeah. watch it. I don't either. I read the headlines. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to watch this because it just makes you sick. Um, and then the whole, just the obviously our awesome president who had some awesome words to say about shooting protesters in a Twitter rhyme. So I read that mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, oh, man. So that, that really bums you out. Cause you know, and so it's, yeah, it's so upsetting and it does throw everything off. And then you add on just the time, whatever. And it just seems like, Jesus, like what, you know, how many more crises can we lurch from to this, to this? And, and are we making a big deal of it? Like, I don't think so. I don't think, you know, it's just, yeah, it's like a huge fucking deal. Yeah. No, no. But yeah, that's what I'm like trying to put it into perspective. It's like, oh yeah, it is. You can't put it into large enough perspective of how devastating it all is. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, just coming to sit here tonight, it was like, you just, I don't know, do you just need to talk about that, how awful it feels, how ashamed you feel, how powerless you feel, how disgusted and just like, it's you know, small. reading through posts of, yeah, right? Everything yeah. feels small. insignificant and small to me, you know? Um, yeah. I, and you, there's just the more you read and the more context in my case, the more context I get, the more disgusted I get, you know, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. just on a very shallow topical level. Yeah. Uh, our president's hot take, uh, you know, his version of uh, snitches get stitches. Uh, yeah. Just disgusting. The press conference today, no mention whatsoever of what's happening, which is, I think, just that kind of willful ignorance is really pathetic. And just the, the racial imbalance in this country, um, which is always there mm-hmm. and always deserves attention. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just, it's fucking, it's disgusting that it takes wanton acts of violence. I don't watch it either, Jeff, because it's, it's mm-hmm. tantamount to a snuff film as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, right, right. I, and I know that maybe a braver person would watch to look look the beast right in the eye and i just don't i don't want to see that shit i don't want to see such an outward manifestation of that ugliness um we know it's there we know it's always been there i mean for christ's sake we live in st louis missouri you know um yeah uh, Yeah. you know when things were happening in ferguson six years ago i was getting sober in chicago watching it from afar you know and uh Mm -hmm. Uh, now I feel like unless we're directly involved in some sort of social justice or rioting or protesting in some capacity, we're all watching from afar, you know, like the remove, the remove I feel from day to day life is been just extended by all these crises, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm on a planet far, far away. Yeah. Uh, from a lot of this stuff, uh, which is, it just amps up that feeling of powerlessness, you know? Totally. That's, that's how it, that's how it felt. Like you just are stuck in this other reality and this is going on out here and you, you can't do anything about it. And you're just watching it play out. And you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I try to talk myself and hope that we're going to win this election in a big way. Like we're going to win mm-hmm. this election in a big way. 
I don't know if I, I don't know if I can, but that's that's what I tell myself all the time. Like, we're gonna go blue, and everyone's gonna come to the. I, I keep the, like if I can't imagine that you're looking at Donald Trump and, and even like my father who voted for him saying, "Yeah, that's what I I want." This turned out really well, uh, you know. I, I'm gonna get behind this guy again. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, Just a, crazy. Like, a human being and a culture devoid of empathy. Yeah. And that to yeah. me that's what it's coming down to right now. It's choosing whatever your political proclivities are. It's a choice between empathizing with the plight of another human being and mm-hmm. absolute brazen self-interest and solipsism and and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's seen as toughness. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah. it's it's uh it's infuriating. Um Yeah. It it just feels like such a naked everything he says feels like a naked uh, doesn't believe anything. It doesn't has zero conviction, just play to the political base. That's yeah. it. I'm just playing I'm just yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Everything's Chris, everything's what do you a think? deliberate gaslight to like thugs in all caps. I mean, give me a fucking yeah. break. At least <laughs> at least be subtle in your bald manipulation of others you know yeah well i don't think you need well there are a lot of things i mean uh, we're all sort of there are a lot of lot of issues rolled up <laughs> what you guys just went through and, oh yeah uh, like Matt, you know they're all i mean trump is sort of the a macro issue like we got to get rid of him but i mean things like um what we're seeing right now are his, historical and systemic um, that's where their roots are. I mean, hundreds of years. This isn't like we jump vote Trump out in any that. It's not going away. Anything fundamentally true. there. There's a whole separate set of things that continue to need to be worked on. I think there was a, a, a complacency in, to some degree through certainly on my part. I mean, I don't speak for what I know through eight years of, of Obama that somehow we did it. Um, right, and I, you know, I don't even know if you guys know because we don't necessarily talk about this. I go through my life um, with a self perception of a person of color, um, so I, I don't know. I never, I don't bring it up a lot. I mean, but yeah, um, you know, the other day it's interesting. I made a, I made my like new Apple has the new memojis or whatever, and I made mine and I sent one to my my mom. And she goes, "Wow, you must have been tanning." And I'm like, no, that's how I see myself. Like, mm-hmm. but to her, it was like darker than it, than she thinks yeah. I am. But I, I and but I come at it from a, a different perspective because, as, as you well know, people that know me know that I have a raging superiority complex, um, and so it, it's a person of color that sees you know racists and racism and all that just as just ignorant um, hillbillies and um, but you know that and also I'm I'm, uh, this is this specific instance about the way black people are treated by white people in America is is distinct it's related but it's distinct from say the way you know Mexicans are treated in America they're related but Mm -hmm. they're they're not the same thing Um, right and uh and I think treated by cops, even we can, you can drill down f- further, you know, um, well, in this on where you are too. St. Louis is, is a, is, is a unique in, in that it's 
almost literally a 50-50 white-black split. So our perception is so, is so often skewed here. And things like even a step back like a few years uh, and, you know, living in what ranks as the top five, often top one most violent city in the U.S., um, that's not the reality of the rest of the U.S. where crime, violent crime was on a decades-long uh, downward turn. And But from St. Louis, the perspective is skewed because it feels very violent, very racially uh, uh, stratified. Um, and it's always odd for me to be here because I'm, and, and I, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I talk to you about this, Jeff, but it would seem like you'd have similar experience, but I don't feel like you, you do. Um, mm-hmm. But being a, a brown person in St. Louis, you, you don't have a dog in either fight, essentially, but or, or you're not, um, you're not, uh, neither side really, it's not about wants you, but claims you, I guess, um, fully, mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Um, and uh, so that, that's always been an odd experience. But, um, you know. When I said cops, I was oh. referring to this specific oh, this, instance, yeah, yeah. not my uniquely St. Louis oh. experience, oh. of which I have none. I mean, we all yeah. live in the whitest places on earth. We don't have, I don't have, I don't have any urban uh, perspective, you know, even Mm -hmm. Jeff living in the city, probably more so than, you know, than us. um, Mm -hmm. And I lived in the city when I lived in Chicago, but um, I don't, I don't even perceive St. Louis as a particularly violent place. It's that doesn't, I don't see that violence. I'm not affected by it. I'm not touched by it. Neither are you, Chris. Not here. Um, No, no, absolutely not. So to pretend that we have a St. Louis perspective, I think is, I, I, no, I think I'm we have a suburban experience, you know, or I'm saying, a person as a, a as a person that the the the, the ambiance, the con, the context, the context of St. Louis is black and it's white, is what yeah. I'm saying. That's why it, it, effectively it's fifty percent black people, fifty percent white people. Um, right. I've always said there are four types of people in St. Louis: rich white people and poor white people, and rich black people and poor black people. And uh, you know, it's it's fifty fifty in terms of color, but it's not in terms of those those uh, class distinctions. Um, but so I'm not saying that I'm experiencing St. Louis's racism directly at all. What I'm saying is I did grow up, uh, you know. Raised by a single mother in poverty on food stamps in a very urban environment, um, being called wetback and beaner, um, you know, in St. Louis because there are so few Latins. Back when I first moved here, and I get really dark in the summer when I spend all summer outside. It's the first time I was ever called a nigger, um, yeah. and uh, that's this is the only place I've ever been called that because they don't know what the fuck I am. Uh, I was called Kunta throughout a year of high school, um, mm-hmm. and. You know, I, I had all those experiences in so, high school and junior high. Yeah, that's funny. And you had the same nickname, didn't you, Jeff? I did. I, so, yeah, it and, is crazy. And yeah, I had is, all that. I think. I, I think. There's a certain, yeah. and, and I don't process that. You know, I've, I've never made none of that has, has ever made me feel less than. I think because I've always felt more more than, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but. Um, I do, you know, uh, recently over the past, probably since Ferguson, in my head, I had a phrase like, uh, they won't radicalize me, but they will make me rad. And it's like, uh, I, this, 
idea that I think with a family, like I, I can't get out there and bust skulls or whatever, or you know, right, you know, protest. I can, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I fantasize about doing exactly that um, and mm-hmm. debate with myself like what yeah. what my role should be and, and which is a problem for me because then I it sort of keeps me from doing anything that you know I'm tr- what not what I'm trying to do right now is use the 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 creative skills I have to, to develop something uh, to help you know if it's just you know creating and selling things and, and donating money um, mm-hmm. but I very much uh, internalize uh rage anger sadness um at all this shit um and i'm speaking specifically to the systemic brutalization of people of color yeah Um, specifically black people with capital b right now um Mm -hmm. you know i i don't because personally i i don't i don't have that you know right now Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at with all this. And the, in a, in a sense to me, Trump has now become, he's, he, he's, he's been the biggest problem. And in some regards, like, I feel like, uh, now he's just, he's an annoyance. He's an, almost an inconsequential annoyance because only because finally some steps are being taken against him at a broader level. Like, Better late than never, I suppose. But you know, Twitter checking him. Uh, this is yeah. turned into a political show for everybody just turning in. By the way, uh, political and race <laughs> relations, and uh, you know, so uh, yeah, you know, um, thanks for hanging out. As I see that we might be dropping a couple of you, but um, we'll, we'll get to talking about recovery in a minute and how maybe how it re- relates to all this. But um, you know, so Twitter checking him. Uh, and then, honestly, the the, the most um, cause for like hope I found in a long time in terms of all this is uh, Taylor Swift, who was has been notoriously apolitical uh, yeah, throughout yeah. this, and you know, there's a whole period where like uh, right, you know, alt right was claiming her as their, you know. Goddess, yeah, yeah. Warrior, because mm-hmm. she's like the because she's never said any Aryan right. per- perfection. Um, she today just tweeted out, um, you know, basically castigating Trump for his racism and just bullshittery, and just ended it with "We will vote you out in November." Um, and the beauty of that, in a number of levels, one, she has something like almost nine million more followers on Twitter than he does, and right. immediately uh, has been. Uh, liked and retweeted more than his most liked and retweeted tweet ever. Um, so, and also that it, it speaks to a group of people that often are disenfranchised or disinterested. I would hope younger voters um, and white women, quite frankly, are don't aren't exactly um, have a great track record in terms of um, voting for people of color, you know, yeah. voting in a way that, that supports people of color. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, that's, well, that's my, that's my 
That's your take. That's what's where I'm at today with all this. Um, I like that. That's that's something I've never. I mean, it's interesting. I've always known that. I didn't know. I guess I just had never thought about it. Um, you identifying as a person of color it makes complete sense to me. Um, you know, I I have a different experience because I'm so there's I'm so white. I am the problem. You know, I My mean, dad if I did had an a, afro when I was growing up, I don't know if you can see it back here, but there's a picture on the wall. We can. Yeah, I grew it's up with dope. a dad, a dad with an afro, so yeah. And and I was just raised by liberals, and and if I did a twenty three and me, it would just say you're white. It would just be like, yep, you're fucking white. You're Irish, and no, there's you know, um, so I don't know. There's a there's a healthy dose of self loathing that goes along with all the anger because uh, it's not just you know, there are so many of my relatives that are part of the problem. Beyond my immediate family, you know, we were like the little liberal island in a big uh, conservative sea of white people, um, of really moneyed, really evil white people. You know, they're my, they're my, uh, they're my family in a lot of ways. But they're your people, yeah, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I I wish. I don't know. I I understand that anger Chris of wanting you know fantasizing I have uh, shower debates like every morning mm. I constructed the the this candidate in my head you know when Trump was first uh, elected of someone who would debate him and use his tactics against him and would go low mm. and yeah, would yeah. dress dress him down I mean that's like torture porn to me you know I mean that's yeah. just like ultimate fantasy is someone would just get up there and be like you're a big fat piece of shit you know mm. I, I, yeah, and yeah. and really browbeat him and use some of the terminology and some of the bullying tactics that he swings around um but yeah that's a i'm a very small man in some ways and you know um it's hard to watch it's hard to watch yeah. all right um you know so, that, that that racial equity seminar i took with your wife chris did hmm. she tell you did she ever tell you about that how powerful that was absolutely she uh um yeah she's they've reached out to her to be on the board of that organization um, nice shit it was yeah it was uh, an awesome organization yeah and i've uh i've done work for them they have a it's 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 organization based in st louis but they're, they're nationally renowned um called creative reaction lab and they do a lot of work and um, this is for the benefit of the listeners uh, around diversity and inclusion in design um, across oh, cool. across the spectrum of design, cool. they they, they yeah. Um, yeah. do seminars. Um, oh, I think you're yes, it's it's tied in with what you what you took with her. There are two different there are two aspects of that. Yes. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, you went to uh, yes. She so uh, my wife. My wife. My um, wife. Yeah. Right. Was involved with a couple of things. I, I I was conflating them, but. Uh, but anyway, anyway, I think the yeah. I think the powerful thing of that was to, as growing up white, I think you don't have quite a handle on how systematic racism has been throughout history. And at some point, I think we think, oh, it's gotten better, or it's it's easy to think that. Mm -hmm. It's th and I think certainly during the Obama era, I think you could be lulled into a sense of, yeah. oh, it's gotten better, and. But then when you see everything, and, and one of the exercises of this uh, was a racial equity uh, 
multi-day workshop that a bunch of civic leaders had gone to, and we did it uh, through New Honor Society, and it was it was awesome. I mean, it was truly awesome. Um, and I think, but when you see this today, you know, my son's three friends are all African American kids, and I know. I, I feel like I won't let them go out in our neighborhood. I feel like they always have to have one of the white kids with them just walking around this neighborhood because someone's going right. to, you know, there's going to be a neighbor that calls. There's two black kids right. walking, you know, and then the cops are going to come and you're just like, oh, geez. So, uh, but to to be that, to still have to go through that every day, like to, to be black and to how you must feel as an American, at some point, the quotes today of just total heartbreak and you just felt for these you're just like I totally I, I feel for you like it's got to just fucking suck mm-hmm. to yeah. feel like you're just black and, and American and the the government's not with you the police are not with you the you know it's just like oh fuck so uh, seeing seeing the people in the neighborhood like asking this question what are you going to do about this and what are you what you know it's like what are you everyone what are we as white people going to do about this and I don't. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm, I like I don't know what to do. We're, we're we weren't protesting in St. Louis. And I don't know why, because um, yeah. lots of cities were. Denver had a big pro. Anyway, I just I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the best advice I might have because um, it right now it's quite frankly it's a, it's a white America and a black America is really the core of the issue. I mean, other people of color certainly um, are, 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 I guess, allied with the resistance in a sense. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the core issue right now is, is white America and black America. And we need to support, um, I think, black America. And, um, you know, one thing I think I was telling you about this earlier about in terms of voting was uh, the the voting block that most consistently votes together uh, for um, you know the, the liberal candidates is are black women and black women, um, right. so it's like the 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 sort of um, shorthand is vote how black women vote and so I mean I follow a ton of black women on on Twitter um, mm-hmm. of various you know professions and and uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Credentials. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a big part of it is is just one, listen and, and, and sort of figure it on your own. Don't expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not people of color's responsibility, specifically black people's responsibility, to tell white people how to fix it. So figure yeah, it out yeah. is basically um, yeah. the message. Um, uh, and um, I, I don't know if that helps in a sense, but I mean, there's a lot out there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I posted on my personal Facebook page, somebody compiled a list of 75 things white people can do to help. And mm-hmm. oh, um, nice. the one basic fundamental uh, thing is it's not enough to be non-racist, you have to be anti-racist. Um, mm. Meaning you have to proactively yeah, yeah. Or, or certainly reactively counter racism, not just be a person who is not racist in the presence of racism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and 
um, and that's always been something I, I have always taken to heart. You know, even with uh, you know when it was present in in my face, I would I've always um, tried to counter it. Um, this is another one we could use Kathy Glarner for, man. Because uh, when I was when I was a kid. Uh, she was affiliated with a social action group in St. Louis called Acorn, and she was the first white member right. of the local chapter of Acorn. It was uh, it was a 100% African American entity, and uh, and little Kathy, yeah. little Carmel was the was nice. uh, the only. So she used to talk about that a lot when I was a kid. When she was on the news once, and it was a sea of black faces, and then you know. Little Connecticut-based caramel. caramel, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I have guilt about that because my parents were always so active. You know, mm-hmm. when I was growing mm-hmm. up, we were the house on the block in Park Ridge that had the Jesse Jackson for president sign in our front lawn. As you can imagine, hugely popular in right Park, Park Ridge, Ridge. Illinois, You know, um, uh, but yeah, they they got out and, <laughs> and did things. You know, constantly. Yeah. My dad was a conscientious objector and uh, just all kinds, you know, and during Vietnam and all this stuff. But social activism has a really different face today. So, you know, to your point, Chris, I think it's incumbent on us to figure out how we can do something um, just to to try, even the act of trying. Mm -hmm. In that way, segue, it's a lot like sobriety, guys. Am I right? (laughs) That's the act of, of wanting One it and trying oh. is, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Just uh, yeah. uh, knowing it's wrong and uh, knowing it's not a state you want to be in and trying to do something to change it, whatever that thing may be, um, yeah. at least on a personal level, has significance. Mm-hmm. As for what it does in the in the greater world, I mean, gosh, I do not know, my friends. I do not yeah. know. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, it's starts with each of us yeah um and you know one so i was thinking like in terms of even on this show it's like uh and i don't know where i fall on this but well we make we make fun of ourselves we're not precious about ourselves we do a lot of uh you know indian native american mexican irish jokes on here Sure. And I was thinking about it a lot today. Um, I think that's okay. Um, I, 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 um, I think that's okay. I think joking about, you know, like, not uncomfortable, but I think de- defanging some things like that by being. And I think we're all comfortable. With that. I would hope so. I hope none of us sure. don't get click, click off and like we're all sitting here. Get crying. off crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and they meant it. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. think we're norm- I don't think we're normalizing it no, in any way. So I uh, think that as long as you know, speaking personally, nobody hates me quite like I can. And uh, I you were gonna say like and, you know. I mean, you guys are my bros. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I think a little bit of self-awareness and yeah. uh, friendly ribbing is okay. Um, um, yeah, I do too. I uh, I think I was thinking about it in terms of too, like joking. Uh, 
about it. Like we've had like little talks here and there, and we'll sort of, we'll also go back to sobriety in just a minute. But like sort of today, I tried to have a much more serious talk with my daughter about um, you know racism and, and mm-hmm. her background. Um, you know, I remember the she must have been asleep when the election was going on. And then she woke up the next morning. We told her Trump got elected, and obviously we were all dejected. And she goes, "Well, Grandpa, I have to move to Mexico." Or, you know, my dad's an American citizen. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so she, you know, three years ago had that fundamental sense of what it meant. You know, like mm-hmm. already before he was even in office, what the the, the shift, uh, and. Um, you know, there was a period when she was really young that was uh, she, in in no uncertain terms, sort of made a point of making it clear she wanted to be closer to her mother's color than my color. Um, you know, uh, she she actively <laughs> did not want to be brown; she wanted to be white. Um, which you know, that that's is what it is. I wouldn't fault her for, but. Um, whatever she was would be fine, but wanting not to be something yeah. is, is telling. Um, but that, that's super telling, like yeah. how she picked up on, because yeah. that would just be, you know, a, a, a reaction to your environment, wouldn't it? Just uh, whatever you're seeing or yeah. looking well, at. And, wow. You're right. And just the, you know, the it's it's pretty pervasive. Did she say she wanted to be closer to her dad's sex than her mom's sex? Was she going for the white male all the way? Like, no, I'm just kidding. You know, like, I want to be so a like, white man. Well, don't we all? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 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 anyway, yeah. um, no. That's heartbreaking. I, but it, it, it was a little bit, um, but that's changed, you know, um, and, then, and great. You know, she was also very young and out of the mouths of babes and all that. And, um, but yeah, so I don't know where, where that started or why I was, I had to bring it back to that. There was a point. I can't remember. Anyway, tough anyway. times. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. Don't the drink. Thing. Hey, don't drink over no, this. Right. Here's the thing. And that, that actually is a good segue because. On the other side of all the things that people talk about, we got through this. The reality is a lot of people didn't get through it. You know what I mean? And the, the ideal is for as many people to get through as possible, right? That, that deserve to get through. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, y- you know, uh, this none of this that we did up front, hopefully it doesn't generate despair. Maybe it will. And I apologize for that. But it's also uh, reality, <laughs> you know. It's it's the yeah. it's the uh, fishbowl we're in, and so we can only you know, swim in the water we're in. Um, and I, for my for myself, selfishly, it helps to you know acknowledge to not. I don't. I'm no good at tuning out. I'm no good at avoiding uh, knowing, um, and. So, I don't know. I, I apologize if, if we're exposing people to more than they want to be exposed to in terms of the heinous situation of the world right now. But yeah, yeah. Um, but we're getting through it. We are getting yeah. through it. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. They, it, it, one of the big 
tenets of recovery is you you have to talk about all the things that are bothering you or, or will cause resentments, cause hatred, mm. cause anger, all the things that will lead you back out to using something to make mm. you feel better, right? And when you have a day like today with everyone's anxiety just off the fucking because you're because you have this horrible shit's happening you can't control it and i mean if if i'm if i'm new in recovery and like that's an option of oh i still got booze in the house or i still whatever like i'm yeah. probably drinking yeah yeah so it's and and even an emotional slip for us is like getting pissed off at somebody getting angry getting you know just doing all the shit we do man and so yeah, I do think it is good to talk about it. Just good to like process yeah. this, talking about it with somebody, right? Absolutely, like, oh. absolutely. I went, yeah. I went to, to the doctor yesterday, um, which I was pretty, re- re- you know, reluctant to do because it, it meant going out and going to a yeah. medical facility. Oh. But it was a, it was a new general practitioner, and I had to go see her. And she asked me, we were going through the, the checklist, and she said, uh, "Are you feeling depressed or anxious?" Mm-hmm. And there was a pregnant pause. And we both started to laugh, and it was just the best moment. And I was, of course, I am. You mean what? Usual? I mean, right? Aren't we all though? <laughs> what a silly, what an absurd question, yeah. right? Right now to say, are you feeling depressed or anxious? Yeah, um, yeah. That's so funny. Laughter, laughter helps. Absolutely, it does. And I think I do think it's okay to to laugh at pain. Absurdity, mm-hmm. uh, trauma, uh, if you can, uh, which is yeah. cracking me up. You guys really should like on your phones or something on a separate screen have the Facebook feed going. So uh, Blythe, welcome Blythe. Uh, just showed up. She said late to the party, which lucky you, Blythe, um, because. <laughs> but then immediately the mayor Lynn filled her in. She goes, "Hello, Blythe. Just chatting about racism and pain." <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's what we got tonight. Yeah. Like oh, side man. with that racism or yeah. the other way around. Jesus. So here's the thing. Speaking of, and then, uh, so uh, last week we did end before uh, the world took another left turn into hell. Um, there were right. two things. Two, two things. Yeah. That we talked, we were going to bring back to this episode. Nice. Does anybody remember even one of them? I remember one I of them. Matt, Matt was Matt had one of them. I had I a moral quandary. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. Moral quandary. Let's what was the other it. thing? No. Five seconds on the clock. Go. No. Okay. Well, it's over now, so oh, it's a, it's a, you know, oh, well, I should know better okay. than no. Uh, the whole point was, you know, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to, uh, in recovery, become better people, right? Yeah. And I had a situation. Um, it's happened twice now in the last 10 days where, uh, you know, I work as a writer with an agency as an intermediary and then a client and clients are firing their agencies left and right right now. And I had a client, uh, fire the intermediary agency and reach out to me and around and basically say, how much would it cost for you to just, we call that a reach it's a reach around. Matt. It's a reach it's around. It's a rest. Yeah, sorry. Uh, a rest. You reach around. Um, but uh, the client pulls the reach around on you. I got and it. And I have a tremendous amount of affection for the people who run this agency. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You guys know. Um, I know. And they've always been good to me, and they've been good yeah. to Jeff. They've been good to you, and uh, yeah, yeah, good people. So I didn't know how to handle this, um, and it was it was bothering me. Yeah. So. 
what I did between then and now is I reached out to the president of the agency and just told him what was up. And uh, he said, uh, oh, great. Take them for all they're worth. You know, basically <laughs> said, he said, this, this is the game. And yeah. you can't be too sensitive for this game. And uh, it's dollars and cents. And I know it's not personal. And uh, I'd do the same thing if I were them. They don't need us. They need you. And, uh, you know, take them to the cleaners. You have my blessing. So nice. I guess the, the moral of the story is uh, as part of this increased vigilance and attempt to be a quote unquote good person, I can sometimes overthink situations and attribute certain emotional heft to things that don't need to have them you know i mean yeah, in, yeah. am i saying like wait am i being a dick am i being manipulative am i taking advantage of people who've get, who've trusted me um mm -hmm. i had created this whole shit storm in my head when at yeah. the end of the day it just came down to uh you know Tell dollars and cents and and a, a pretty cutthroat business i mean our yeah. business is not especially forgiving um, yeah. it, how, how, so it could be brutal. How long did you, did you consider going, just going straight to the client, never talking to the intermediaries and just be like, fuck it. Or do you know what I'm saying? Were you like, yeah, I'm going to take that money. Uh, no, no I didn't, okay, good. didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, also, yeah, this client, it's, uh, I mean, they have a lot of money. They're really big and, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, they're the largest client of this agency. Hmm. And, uh, so, you know, they're, there are a handful of people who this really is going to affect. But at, uh, at the end of the day, you know, I basically what this guy, what the president of the agency said to me is, you know, don't apologize for doing a good job. Y you're you didn't cause this situation to happen yeah. uh, in any way, shape or form. You just you just you're good at what you do. And they yeah. they want to keep working with you and they don't want to pay our fee to make that happen. So, um, yeah. And he gave me really good advice for, you know, how to market up appropriately and stuff. And yeah, yeah ended ahead. up being really, it ended up being really good for me. And, uh, and yeah, no real emotional pain at this point, just by talking it through and by kind of looking yeah. it in the eye, you know, and I just yeah. called him up and said, Hey man, I need some advice. Yeah. And this, this is hard. Happened. This is hard. Yeah. And I'm loyal to a fault. I have mm -hmm. stayed in at agencies longer than I should. I've stayed in relationships longer than I should. I I am uh, I really like comfort mm -hmm. and uh, to my own detriment, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, oh, geez, Jeff, what was that? I know, my, my, my son was down. He just turned off the light. Now he turned it back on. All right. Thank you. Jeff has a new feature. That, you can yeah. now use the dark mode, Jeff. Um, <laughs> It's night mode. <laughs> Steven's iOS. Uh, that's, no, but that's a tough one. I'm glad I I would have had the same exact quandary as you. I do remember oh. talking about this though that the pleasure of taking a clients' money sometimes is the only pleasure you're going to get oh, from them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I just uh, I I think this whole experience, what's happened since I went out on my own and lost my job, it's been really humbling, mm. and it's put me back in touch with, you know, my craft. I think I got caught up in all the presenting and all the uh, appearances and all the uh, the decks and the strategy and and at the end of the day, what I what I'm in managing. Oh my god, yeah. I, you know, mm -hmm. I had this team and they were my flock. And right. but at the end of the day, yeah. what I'm really what I'm best at is writing, and I wasn't yeah. I wasn't doing a lot of writing um, at all for a long time. And uh, yeah. 
Uh, so that's been really, that's been the only uh, silver lining in this whole fucking ball of shit that we are all living inside right now. Yeah. Is that yeah. um, I'm writing more than ever. Um, I'm making a, but it's a weird. You got age than I was making in an agency. You know. Totally. Um, and and you got let go. Like, how many people have been let go since the start? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, oh. you've figured it out before the rush, I guess, to figure it out. I, I do. It's funny. I have a lot of people who've contacted me uh, yeah. basically like, so what should I do? Like, how did you, you know, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I got lucky, honestly. I, I got laid off before it was before it was cool. So, yeah. uh, That's um, but yeah. But there are a lot of people in our biz right now that are yeah. sucking it, and it it's hard to watch, man. I know. Well, yeah, every every yeah, biz. surprising. Like just you know, you just see them on LinkedIn or Facebook. Just oh, just get laid off. Oh, it's, and if if they don't have a really see, healthy client base like your agency does, Chris, yeah, they're owned by a holding company. Those are the only two means by which you're surviving right now. You either yeah. have billion dollar rainy day fund and somebody propping you up mm-hmm. with string with you know financial string yeah. or you're a healthy agency like you can't hide yeah. behind you can't hide behind mediocrity right, right. now and yeah. uh yeah. so scary it is scary yeah I, I had a, a couple week and a half of a little bit of anxiety just um and you also know that it's the nature of the business that it has this sort of sine wave of uh beast famine but on a macro scale, but then on a smaller scale, just in terms of a client, it'll, every client has that wave. And sometimes you can predict it like summer's going to be a little bit slower because all your clients are on vacation, that kind of shit, depending on the client. But, uh, and since I'm still new to the business I'm on, it, 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 things slowed down. And so I'm like, well, shit, I got to figure out, you know, how I'm going to continue to, you know, keep prove my worth and the worth of my team and all this. And I had two great talks with uh, my, uh, account counterpart uh, Susie, shout out to Susie. You guys know Susie. Susie, um, yeah. And uh, and my boss today, and they're like, oh no, no, it's all good. And and uh, you know they just showed me it's that everything's great with our my clients, and uh, you know the work's coming. We're just in a normal uh, seasonal lull, and yeah, um, everything's good. Uh, so it's which is a tremendous relief, and I'm very fortunate in that regard. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that, that was sort of that was the highlight of my 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 day. That's uh, <laughs> finding out that everything's going to be all right in that regard. Yeah, um, but that is so. Uh, so you're you've got this chunk of business now. Yeah, you're yeah, it's awesome. it's yeah. I'm I'm kind of doing three things. I have my own little thing, and I have wow. two clients just directly. And then I've got some agency ones, and then I have this tech company I work with, and that's all journalism and. Uh, so I was redoing my resume last week and I'm like, holy shit, I have a byline. Like I have published um, in all these, uh, it's uh, uh, new energy, let's just say, mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. eco-friendly energy sources, smart cities, that kind of sure. stuff. Cool. So um, so I have, you know, I haven't seen a copywriter resume mm-hmm. where it's like, here are the agencies I've worked for, here are the clients I've worked on, and here are some articles I've written about things I know a lot about, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's been fun to learn. Um, and, uh, and it's been fun to not, uh, to not just try to curry favor and not just try to influence people, you know, cause so much of what we do as marketers is try to guide behavior and Mm -hmm. to just straight up inform has been like, 
super enjoyable. Like, right. Hey, you, just to lay out a, a yeah. series of facts or a well-constructed argument that doesn't have uh, – won't result in anybody buying something is yeah. like – is like uh, really helped me get my rocks off. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, that's but really cool. but you know what? When this is all over, I'll probably be running back into the loving arms of a secure, sure. you know, agency with benefits and all that stuff. I mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm cut out to sure. do okay, my own does thing. Does that mean you're fucking the agency? Agency. I mean, basically but you're cool about it like the agency's not getting all clingy or like texting me like where are you now you know we can still see other agencies right yeah Um, i've been slutting it up with the agencies i don't give a fuck yeah that's fun how's the beer biz happy yeah uh beer biz is good yeah we uh people are Buying grocery store beer still. Alcohol is a solid business mm-hmm. in recessions, as we had all seen. I, I think people are, I hope the country went through a spurt where we all were at home and alcohol went crazy, right? We all saw that. I think that's coming back down to normal level. So yeah. I don't know if it's, yeah, where whatever. So hopefully kind of people are. So I feel like our product is now back into like, okay, we had, we did this for seven weeks. We can't continue to day drink every yeah, day. I'm drinking all day, yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, it was cool for like seven weeks, but we gotta cut this out. Uh, so I feel like yeah. So we're we're doing good on that. And then we launched the new product, the uh, CBD, right. which has been fascinating. I have enjoyed so much learning about CBD doing this this process. And the more I read about it, the more I see, you, you know, why it's still the FDA hasn't made it legal and just all the the kind of bullshitty regulations i've i'm even more comfortable than i was when we launched it of how great this cbd is like how great it is you know just as a as an ingredient as a as a thing that should be in beverages and what a benefit it is uh so i'm i'm i don't know like it's not an intoxicant the, it's not an intoxicant at the end of the no, day so. no no it, it far from it far from it it's it helps uh your your all natural regulatory system perform better, mm. you know, that is system in your body that regulates a million different things. Mm. Um, and that's what CBD helps, uh, helps in all kinds of ways. So it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. So that's been fun. Yeah. It's all good, man. That's all good. We're, we're expanding. We're expanding into Florida. You guys. Wow. You mean oh shit. Crazy. I know. Distribution or Florida. You- no, we're going down to build another uh, place of production. Amazing. I know. Wow. So all that, signing all these things this week and capital and this and contracts and all that. But it's all done. Holy and so, yeah. But it will, yeah, hopefully we'll be brewing some non-alcoholic beer down in FLA in next year. Early Look next out, year. Look so, Florida. You're about I know. to get slightly less drunk. I know. <laughs> Florida, I know. And, and isn't that the perfect state? Mm-hmm. Like... If we, I was thinking, if we can get Key West, like a place like Key West for dry January, right? That's where you, we can go dry out that place, the the ground zero of Margaritaville, ground zero of you know five o'clock somewhere culture. Come on, you get two or three people sober up, it'll be good. It'll be good content. That's oh, my goal. Shit. It's already been an hour. I, uh, I think you should uh, brew a beer called uh, Florida Man. Mm. Because <laughs> those hilarious. two words launch so many articles yeah. 
Florida man seen, you know, at DMV pantslets, riding alligator, whatever. That's fucking awesome. I was trying to figure out a brand because you're like, yeah, we need to launch a Florida brand. And that's actually a fucking hilarious, hilarious brand, right? That is. And Florida man is every stupid thing that happens to humanity starts with the headline Florida man, right? Lit, lit, lit something on fire and blew, blew up something. And that was Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. God, it has been an hour. Okay, we're so, coming after you, Florida man. Real, 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 real quickly, I meant to write him back, but I want to make sure I get this in. Uh, Corey H. wrote a really nice email after our last episode um, about my ranting and raving about people uh, profiting from their recovery efforts and the superstars of recovery and for-profit mm. aspects. And uh, he's uh, he just wanted to point. He just wanted to say that he's uh, been through coach training. He's assigned to people to reach out to a, a nonprofit organization. He coaches them for free. Um, he's helped a number of folks. Good uh, man. The, the people that do f- what he does for free, charging people for it, does get on skin a little bit. That's tricky world. Um, not sure where he falls on it, I guess. Um, but uh, he pushes the show. No real point. Anyway, I just wanted to give a shout out to Corey. Um, I had read it through, and I keep kept meaning to email you, but uh, it was a busy week, and so I just wanted to let you know I read it, and I'll, I'll try to get uh, something written to you. Um, and uh, I kind of want, I guess I apologize to the listeners. This really was uh, more so a um, holy shit what's happening in the world episode. But Yeah, so it was an anxiety dump show. Anxiety we all needed dump. to just dump some anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I think it was. And, I feel uh, better. I feel better. I was. I, I do too. This episode <laughs> tight. Yeah. Those those first twenty five minutes were harrowing though. Yeah. I mean, it fuck. Let's her. try. Let's try not to do that. Yeah. Let's try. Um, to I um, mean, we can't help it because yeah. we're so, we're soaking in it. You know. Um, well, yeah. Palmala. It's the, like the old Palmala ads. You're you're soaking in it. I mean, we are. We're marinating in this shit, and uh, can't help it. Well, but it's, it's hard not to talk about because it feels like you're. Tone deaf, right? Yeah, okay. Right. It's significant. Yeah. I mean, all the. Th- I mean, with what what I saw a tweet today that's something like, "How the fuck did COVID blow a twenty-eight to three lead to racism?" Um, you know, that's I mean, awesome. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, um, uh, it's like you practically forgot about coronavirus because a whole another insane, surreal, like yeah. just devastating, uh, you know bullshit happened and then today I, I was just uh i was talking to uh to somebody and i posted it actually just the sur even even little things are surreal right now like in india monkeys attacked uh somebody like yeah. a lab person and stole covid19 samples and ran off with them and started eat chewing on them, eating them and i'm just like this feels like 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 the simulations breaking down and it's bleeding yes. into just like these weird, like, like let's throw that <laughs> some you know like it feels like they're throwing in like little parts of like twenty eight days later now. And, I know they know. should have put them in their butts. I mean that's what monkeys <laughs> do, right? But the fact that they ate them, there's hope in that. <laughs> um, that's right. The You're right though, Chris. It, I mean, it's, it's, you feel like the fissures in the algorithm, you know? 
Yeah. And like just the headlines, like I, I've had at least three headlines in the past, I feel like week that I've had to repost and had to say not the onion, like the black metal drummer who got COVID <laughs> and came back from it. And it's like the black metal drummer a little less into Satan after surviving the coronavirus. <laughs> and it's like, he's like, he's like, he said he, he, he envisioned, he was hallucinating that he was a Jabba Hutt-like creature vomiting blood. And so he's like, Ooh. not quite as into hell and Satan as he was before. He's going to chill out on that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's just great like, album cover uh, idea though. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, life is fucking weird. And so you can please forgive us if we uh, had a little, um, yeah, we let, we, Turn on the spigots at the beginning. Uh, All right. But yeah. Well, next week, let's talk about if baseball's coming back. We'll go on a rant. Let's just get, <laughs> next week will be a kinder, gentler episode. We'll okay. just talk about like cute cats we saw on the internet. That's funny. I like, and, like that. Uh, you know, stories about orphans that learn the true meaning of Christmas and shit. I like it. <laughs> things, things that are making helping us through this. Kitty videos. All right, all right. Well, I'm thank, down. Thank you all for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, thanks, Sarah. Yes, it is apocalyptic. Uh, oh, yeah, Douglas Adams in Probability Drive. I, I might have to reread those books uh, for a little levity. Um, and, uh, yeah, people agree CBD, talk CBD stories. Uh, I Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. <laughs> all right. Nice to see you guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, shit, what was I going to say? Like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, like us on Instagram, give us a good rating on iTunes, or whatever. Give us a real rating. You don't have to give us a good one. Um, and uh, DJFM, thank you for our intros and outro. And we will see you later. See you later. Peace.